Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to reset. We laid the foundation, and it's going to be uh, up to Ryan and myself to find those missing pieces. Add some depth. Max strips it. My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? From the athletic, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Bears. We're back. Welcome in, Hogan Johns, episode 237, creeping our ways towards Bourbon A. Yeah, so. And just creeping. And just creeping? Just yeah. creeping, huh? Yeah. Okay. Boy, uh. That does happen in Bourbon A with some reporters. Just creeping. Definitely not us, though. Look out! No, not us. Really, nobody anymore. Permanent's gotten so boring from that respect. Yeah, so the, the nightlife. Everybody's too married and with kids. Too tired. The practice is already 8.15 in the morning. I like that, man, as like a dude that keeps getting older. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, I played more golf last year in Permanent than I ever had in my life. Yeah, we're going to have to do that again. Because we were done at two o'clock in the in the afternoon, that was great. Every year we talk about playing golf, and then it would never happen because before we knew it, it was six p.m. and we had to go to dinner. And last year with the early practices was sweet. I do miss staying on campus since John Fox kicked us off. What I do four or five years ago now. Why is it that I feel more tired now after basically two weeks off than I did before I took two weeks off? <laughs> Because we're getting old. <laughs> we're having coffee at 11 a.m. Uh, it's good to be back here on the podcast, though. So. Yes. Um, thank you to our listeners that put up with us actually taking some time off. That was the first vacation I took in exactly a calendar year. Really? Yes. Well, good for you. Because my other quote-unquote vacations were a week of covering the White Sox in spring training. That's not a vacation. Which my family came on. That was like our family winter vacation, and I was working the whole time. And vacation then, for them? More work for you. And then like the next closest thing I had to a vacation was the NFL owners meeting. <laughs> That's which, not a vacation either. Which was... Other than one night, and you're still working. Right, and that turned out to be really, really busy yes. the entire time. Sometimes it's like not as busy as this year it was. So anyway... I uh, I wish I could say I feel refreshed, but I don't. I'm still tired. Well, you better gear up, man. But I got some time here. We got to drive down to Decatur on Sunday. Oh. Lovely Decatur. No. Yeah. Actually, Get up early. Hit the road. Actually, to Decatur. Uh, yes. We do have to go to Decatur. I've never been to Decatur. And you probably will never be again. Looking forward to it. Probably. If anybody's from Decatur and listening, let us know where to eat. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. 
We do need a we'll probably do a podcast down there. Yes. So, uh, for those that don't know what's going on with that, the instead of our traditional first day of training camp, which is Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy press conference, players arriving on campus, the whole deal. Uh, they are having this big celebration in Decatur for the 100th anniversary, which, of course, that's where the Bears started, is the Decatur Staley's. And uh, they decided to have the Nagy Pace press conference there. So we're <sighs> headed to Decatur for a day and then back to Chicago for like three or four days before camp actually starts. It's not the most convenient thing in the world, but hey. It's work, yep. and we're here to do it. Only we, we do this once in 100 years. I hope I'm not around for the 200th year celebration <laughs> hey, 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 we're in living Decatur. Longer. We're living longer, <laughs> even though we're feeling really tired midday in our 30s. We're living longer. All right, enough complaining by us. How about we talk some football? Let's do it. Uh, welcome in. Uh, this is the Hogan Johns Podcast. If you missed us, or if you're new for some reason, we'll, well welcome in. Uh, we hope you are. At Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, that's where you can follow me, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. The tweets will pick up. They've been seldom used, sent, in the last couple of weeks. I went through my timeline. I realized I sent like seven tweets. In that's great. Weeks. Oh, my God. It was a phenomenal thing. an award for that. Everybody should take some time off of Twitter. Yes. But now I'm back to working, so I won't, and I will tweet for you. I'm trying to get in a back. I had a good habit last season of putting the phone down at like 10 p.m. Sounds bad. That's 10 p.m. But that's I, I need to shut off. You have a little bit more freedom in that regard now that you're at the athletic. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. You guys hired 17 more people today. We did. Mike Sando. How do you keep hiring people? Hey, man. Athletics booming. Get on board. Get on board. Sexy. It is sexy. That's some, yeah. Good-looking uh, people that work for the athletic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wasn't talking about you, oh, but... Oh. Kevin Fishbane, mostly. He's on his honeymoon. Is he on there right now? He's still... uh, They went to uh, Canada. They're in Canada. He's the first person I've ever met that's gone to Canada for his honeymoon. But didn't they go out to like Banff? Yes. I I really would actually love to go up there. It's beautiful. That sounds like actually like a sweet honeymoon. Honeymoon? Well, I've I've spent some time in those Canadian Rockies. Not in Banff, but in Calgary and Edmonton where you could see them. I've never been to Canada. Really? I've seen it from my hotel room in Detroit. No, you're seeing an interesting part of Canada. Yep, right. right. <laughs> it's across the river there. Strip capital of the world. I, 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 I've seen it. Yes. Never been, though. It. Yeah, okay. okay Never sure, been to Canada. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Joe Romano is our producer. He is not here today. Our engineer is Ernie Scatton. He does those opens uh, and talks a lot during our live broadcasts uh, without microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yelling in the background. Uh, that actually sounded better than I thought it would when I went yeah. back and listened. By the, thanks to everyone that uh, came, that an awesome show. came out to our live show at the WGM Radio Studios. That was our last episode uh, over two weeks ago. Um, and I hope everybody who wasn't there and still listened to it enjoyed it. I thought it went really well. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, I was joking because Ernie... Ernie was really engaged, which we love. He's part of the podcast, and sometimes these conversations kept going even when he didn't have the microphone yeah. anymore. And I, I was like, Ernie, you're an engineer. You should know that you don't have a microphone in front of you. But then he was actually speaking so loudly and energetically <laughs> – 
that when I went back and listened to it, you could actually still hear he, him. He's probably still having sleepless, restless nights deciding whether or not to give up the 85 Super Bowl championship Bears team or Jordan's or, or, the, or the year of Michael Jordan. That really tore through him. Yes, like you could yes. tell. I'm telling you, he is stirring in bed. He's going to be listening to this again, and he's going to have nightmares again yeah. revisiting the thought process he's probably still having of whether or not to give up Michael Jordan. The 85 Bears. That was a tough one. Uh, we love Ernie and everything he does for this podcast, uh, and it was fun having them, having him there that night and Joe there. It was a it was a great time, and we also need to apologize to our friend Zach from Virginia because yes. Zach, we we kind of you know gave him some crap because he was one of our winners that was coming to the live show. He was actually going to fly from Virginia. And then he told Joe the day of the podcast that his flight got canceled. And basically nobody believed that he was ever actually coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, he sent Joe the screenshots of his flight notifications, which I felt like was good enough. We got to send him like a t-shirt or something. Yeah. We got to get him something, some lose or something because he actually was going to come and his flight actually was canceled. Yes. Um, that's some dedication. Like, couldn't we have sent him like a jet or something? Don't we have like a net? <laughs> hey, yeah. Can we get like a NetJets uh, sponsorship here on the podcast? Are they listening? I hope so. That would make our trips a lot easier. Are you united? Are you listening? I need my status back. Ooh, you lost it? No. I need to get, get up. Oh, oh move up. Move up. up. Uh, anyway, you can read us at wgnradio.com slash bears, theathletic.com. Or on the Athletic app, uh, that'll all be picking up too here. This was sort of our dead period the last couple weeks. Uh, our time to recharge and get going. But we're back in the grind. And this actually, there's going to be two podcasts this week, guys. So here's what we're doing today. We're going to preview uh, the offense. We're going to talk a little bit about the kicking situation because there was some news there. But this is really our training camp preview offense episode. And then later on this week, uh, probably on Thursday, there'll be our defensive episode uh, as we preview training camp, and then all of a sudden Sunday is this press conference with Pace and Nagy, and then it's training camp, just like that. So we got here. three in less than a week here. So well, you're, we're, we're back. Baby. We're basically back. There's 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 no way around it. Uh, we're going to be pumping out content for you guys, and we're looking forward to it. So make sure you subscribe. Search Hogan John's Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. It's all there for you. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. And as we start this conversation, we have to start with big breaking news. It's not what you think it is. Oh, you're going to surprise me? You thought I was going to talk about a kicker. Yes. The alligator was caught. (laughs) I, for one, feel really bad for Alligator Bob. I I don't. I mean, you know, this is a performance-based business, and you you have to produce on and off the lagoon, okay? And and if you can't produce results, you get cut. Yeah. That's how this business works. We talk about it all the time. We're going to talk about it with training camp. You don't produce results, you get cut. You lose your job. Oh. And Alligator Bob sucks. So so if people aren't familiar, if you're in Ireland or, or I don't know Ohio or whatever, there was an alligator in a park in Chicago, Humboldt Park, yep. which has a big lagoon. Somebody spotted an alligator. So it's been kind of a, a thing here. I know it's gone national in a sense, but it's been a big thing in Chicago. Of... It, it, quite frankly, it's the news story of summer. Yes, yes, yes. So 
the city of Chicago hired this guy called Alligator Bob, who was so concerned about being, I don't know, thoroughly recognized. He didn't give his last name. He was just Alligator Bob. <laughs> he didn't want media at his house or whatever. That's what he told people. You know, Alligator Bob is a celebrity around here nowadays. But so Alligator Bob could not find this crocodile, which some people are calling, I don't know, Chance the Snapper. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like it either. No, no. So Alligator Bob. He uh, had a bad five days. Well, well, again, what was his job to find the alligator? Yes. What could he not do? Find the alligator. So they called an alligator Rob. Alligator Rob is the man. <laughs> he comes in. From and Florida. He, and he catches his damn thing in like 12 hours. Oh, yes, with a fishing pole. With a fishing pole. And now there's a big press conference in Chicago with the stupid little alligator. Yeah, the alligator is at the press conference. I think while we're recording right now, this is happening. Yes. Uh, not sure... What the alligator will have to say about the situation, but uh, we will report back with his comments. <laughs> hey, well, um, maybe some audio. Come on. What do you think is going through alligator Bob's mind right now? Well, I'm you, never going to get a gig in Chicago again yeah. finding alligators. The, uh, so, sometimes, you know, you, you, the, this city can be tough to yes. guys that don't produce. Yes. Cody Parkey does not have a job. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And and for Alligator Bob, this may be the end of the line. Yeah. Uh, maybe he should be on the Today yeah. Show later this week to yes. talk about his experience. Yes. Did yeah. you see some of the videos of that people were taking of Alligator Bob in action? It was just him rowing in like a circle out in the lagoon. And then Rob shows up with a fishing pole. Yeah. <laughs> Snags it. Oh, man. That's the best story ever. Yes. All right. The uh, real breaking news from a football standpoint is Robbie Gold agreeing to a contract, uh, long-term extension with the San Francisco Four-year 49ers. Deal. I gotta, I gotta guaranteed. Admit, I'm kind of surprised by this. Why? I, I thought he would have played under the tag this year. Okay. And I thought he actually would have uh, most likely held out training camp, shown up right before the season, played out the season, though. Played. And then uh, been a free agent in the offseason. Okay. That's what I, that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, my guess is because he did say when when I talked to him at the Super Bowl, um, he did tell us that it's not like he didn't like San Francisco. Um, he, Everybody likes San Francisco, but he did say. I mean, look, he made it very clear he wanted to be a Bear, and if that wasn't going to happen, he did want to sign a uh, you know a, a long term deal. Could be his last contract in the NFL. Right, and he got paid very, very nicely for a kicker. Yes, yes. I think he's the, the second highest paid kicker in the league right now. So, uh, first of all, congrats to him on the contract. It's deserved for how well he's kicked since leaving the Bears, absolutely. Uh, but it's it's an interesting situation for him because not only is he not in Chicago, but he's across the country. Yeah. And um, I don't know exactly what his plans are, but... Um, I don't know if he moves the family out there temporarily yeah. until the career is over. I'm not sure, uh, but that's. I, I know he wanted some stability, right? Wise. So I guess that's it. Um, so it's an interesting situation from that regard, and I'm guessing it all came down to the fact that any wiggling type of situation that may have been out there to get him to Chicago this year. You're doing which, like an alligator motion. Well, you know, right yeah. I'm, I'm in the alligator mood. Okay. 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 You did compare Cody Parkey to Alligator Bob, but yes, I think it's a great comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Only if there was a video of Alligator Bob like going overboard, like 
Never mind. Or alligator. Sorry, Bob. alligator Bob. Yeah, right. <laughs> How would that compare to the double doink? <laughs> I don't know. If he just tipped over, the double splash. Like, oh, oh. What if he then, tipped over? In the lagoon, and then that's how the alligator got caught because it attacked him. <laughs> but he would succeed. But then there. they would have had to put the gator down, which is unfair. Yeah. Because all he's doing is living his life. <laughs> anyway, good for Robbie Gould for playing his leverage correct. You don't see kickers, or really a lot of players in general, do yes. it that way. Yeah. But the guy's been, I mean, the guy's been NFL PA rep. He knows this business, he knows it's a business. Played it right, got paid. Look, there was probably a little bit uh, of hardball both ways, a little bit of posturing both ways, but I always thought a Bears reunion, as much as I tried selling it, I knew it was a pipe dream. There's too many moving pieces for that to come to fruition. It would have been incredibly unlikely, and the thing I kept coming back to, look, it was just a situation that wasn't really realistic, even if both sides wanted it to happen. And I don't think everybody in the Bears organization was on board with it happening, but I think there were some people that were. Um, But even just beyond like the logistical challenge of pulling off a trade with a team that probably wasn't even really willing to trade them, Okay, so that price... Well, I, I think people underrated how much the 49ers actually liked him and yeah. wanted him. Yes. Yeah, they wanted to keep him. They, they paid him. him. Yeah. They paid him very, very well. Yes. They proved it. They, they put their wallet down and paid him. Yes. Um, but beyond all that, like just even pulling off the trade, I kept coming back to, and I tweeted this again yesterday when the news came out, the Bears, I don't really think fan like I think some fans do, not all fans, realize how many contracts the Bears are going to have to figure out here in the near future? Like over the next three seasons, if they're going to keep this yes, thing together. Yes, yeah. That's why even at the Bears 100 thing, I can't remember if it was Josh Lucas. I think it was Josh Lucas. Whatever. One of those guys at the panel with all the front office guys actually referred to this as a two-year window. Like they, That's what they brought up. And I don't think that means they think that this is only a two-year window. But the reason it's a two-year window right now in the immediate future is because that's what Mitch is under contract for. Yeah. Okay. And Mitch is going to get a payday and a lot of guys are going to get a payday and you already have this enormous Khalil Mack contract on the book. So it may not seem like, all right, if $5 million to pay a kicker right now is the difference between not winning the, winning the Super Bowl, and not winning the Super Bowl. Cause I think you can make a big case that now the bears are headed into their, the season that, I think, at least, they have a, the best chance of winning the Super Bowl since they were actually in the Super Bowl. You know, what was that, 12 years ago now? Okay. Um, with an enormous weakness at a very important position, I think it's a fair argument for someone to say, pay the $5 million and go all in for this year. That could, that could That's a realistic argument that someone could make. But the backside of that is that money could end up hurting you Um. Like, say that's the difference, and I don't know if this would have specifically been the case, but what if that meant you couldn't pay Cody Whitehair before the season starts? You know, just right. in the short term, that's just an example I'm throwing out there. You know, that could have had a repercussion like that, and then all of a sudden he hits free agency in the offseason, which I don't necessarily think is going to happen. But that's the kind of stuff you have to be thinking about here when you consider how good this roster has gotten, how young it is, how many of them are still on the rookie deals, and you're going to have to pay these guys. Yeah. You can use the cap space you have now to start to 
keep your books healthy for the future. Right. Does that make sense to you? Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to get it down to zero. Right, right. So you use it now so you have better, I don't know, financial stability, better structure down the line. You need cap health. You can't be one of these teams in a crunch. And you know there's going to be a partial crunch because once Mitch Trubisky's contract hits, I mean, that changes all teams. All teams. You're not going to get a Tom Brady-like deal unless Mitch Trubisky <laughs> marries a supermodel who makes more than him. Just look Could at happen. The, just look at the Raiders. Yes. Now, the Bears are in a healthier position than the Raiders like from a money standpoint right now because the Raiders have all this issue with their stadium and the move to Vegas and all this stuff. But they decided they couldn't pay Khalil Mack and Derek Carr. Okay, now maybe they made the wrong choice, but the Bears did pay Khalil Mack, and now they're going to have to pay their quarterback. Yeah. So if they figure out how to do that, and I think they will... That has other effects on the rest of the roster. Guys like Eddie Jackson that are going to be up for huge paydays. You know what I mean? Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. I mean, these are tough decisions that could have to be made. Uh, And it always comes down to to great drafting because, unfortunately, the reality is the Bears are going to have to let some of these guys go. Ideally, you get comp picks back and you continue to draft well and your roster stays healthy. That's how the Patriots do it, you know? Yeah. I and mean, the Patriots have done a good job of sometimes they let guys go. Sometimes they get, you know, veterans and midseason signings that guys that look washed up or have yeah. off the field problems and all of a sudden but, they but, co- but some guys stay and get paid. Some guys stay and get paid. Look at their second there. I feel like they've had the same safeties forever. That's true. You know, so Eddie Jackson is a guy you have to pay. All you know, right. Kyle Fuller's under contract for a while, so he's good. Raquan Smith's under contract for a while, so he's good. Akeem Hicks is under contract for a while, so he's good. Eddie Goldman's under contract for a while, he's good. But you still got other guys that are going to have to get paid. You know, so draft well. It it doesn't make much financial sense to have two kickers contracts, significant contracts on the books. It just doesn't. Right. Look, they made a mistake with Cody Parker. And now they're in a tough spot where they need to find a guy. A young kicker. Between now and when the season starts. Yeah. And the, the clock is ticking. And, I, and I, I've said this in past episodes. Unfortunately, we're sitting here on July 16th as we record this. And camp is now 10 days away. The first practice, that is. They report in nine days. Um, and I have personally not seen much evidence of great kicking. <laughs> now, we haven't seen all the practices. We're not kicking special. You know, coaches... They hired a kicking coach, so hopefully that helps the situation. And they, hopefully they find a guy here. Ultimately, though, I, I, I there's not much confidence. There's really no reason to have confidence, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean that it won't change between now and the start it's of the what, season. And that's what people just have to have. Be open-minded to that change. There's still preseason games to be played. Matt Nagy is going to want you cheering and jeering down, at, down in Ribbon A. Look, at this point, we were sold. On Cody Parkey, the Bears were outstanding in the OTAs. Was really good in Bourbon A. Then looks what look what happened. When full alligator Bob on us can't do can't go alligator Bob. I'm just telling you. Just so things change. We'll see how this works. All right. Um, let's talk about camp. The way we're going to do this is kind of just preview uh, the offense in this episode. And the defense in our next episode with some questions here. I, look, the the amazing thing about this, and I think this is, again, reinforces the idea of uh, that I think some people, especially nationally maybe, are struggling with. 
the Chicago Bears are really good at football. Like, I know it happened fast, and I know nobody thought it was going to happen. I think too many people out there right now are picking the Bears. Like, uh, you know, John Fox, they had the worst offseason in football. Go up and down the depth chart. And as we went through this exercise, uh, we're going to come up with a couple guys, like the player with most to gain, we, the player we think has the most to lose in camp. Some guys were on the bubble. These are conversations we tend to have every year. And we're usually talking about starters. Like a surprise cut could be a guy that right now in July, we he's in as a starter. You look at these starters, I mean, they're not just penciled in there. They're in Sharpies. I mean, up and down the roster, there's not many jobs up for grabs, certainly not starting jobs. And so as we go through this exercise, and I was trying to prepare for this podcast, it was hard to pick some of these things. Yeah, It really was, and I think that speaks to the health of this roster, uh, the great job that Ryan Pace has done. And, um, you know, so it makes it a little bit, in some ways, kind of makes camp more boring. But there's still going to be, I think all the talent on the field is what's going to make it yes. uh, fun to watch the practices. Yes. Uh, but in terms of, like, coming up with some Well, I think camp's going to be kind of crazy just in terms of the, the fan vibe. Oh, I'm sure the... Well, I'm sure we're going to see more fans down there than we have in a long yes. time. Yes, Mac was not there last year. Roquan Smith was not there last year. That's a good point. Has Roquan ever been to Bourbon A? Oh. They should make him go to Decatur because he didn't go to Bourbon A last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Actually, the Glance Briggs is going to Decatur. What did he do wrong? Uh, man. Why is he going? Just for the thing? Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of a party, I guess. All right. So let's start with this. The player... With the most to gain in training camp. Again, we're just talking about the offense right now. Go ahead. See, like naturally you want to say Mitch Trubisky, right? Because every rep, every practice, every little challenge Chuck Pagano throws at him is invaluable, right? He needs to fail. He needs to learn. He needs to get better. He needs to read defenses, all that. But, 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 but. That's like a given. It's a I'm given, going, yeah. and he really has the most to gain in the season, like yes. the game. He, yes. This is a guy that now is at the point where he needs to prove it in the game. Yes. So yes. I agree with you. Like, Yeah, yes. he can gain things. He can get better in camp. But for him and his quarterback reputation, it comes down to the regular season. So for me, it's rookie running back David Montgomery. Okay. I think he was exceptional during the offseason program. I project, I project, predict, predict. You, combine the you words. Project. I, I project. I project mm-hmm. that by the end of the year, he will lead the team in offensive touches. But in order to do that, he has to stand out at training camp first. I, I just think the Bears are going to be hard on him. They're going to challenge him a bit. Tariq Cohen is leading the, the running backs in drills. Mike Davis, the veteran, is there. They signed him for a reason, gave him some good money for a reason. But Dave Montgomery might have something special. And I think they want to challenge him a bit here. In camp. See how much he can handle. We already saw him running routes that Gordon Howard can only dream of. Let's see what he can do with pads out. Yeah, I like that answer, and I, I think you're right, because I think he has a chance to really take over uh, a huge share of this offense, which you're going to hear us talking about it from now until, you know, he, he ideally the, deep in January. He has the potential to change the offense considerably, yeah. significantly. But what we're going to be talking about a lot throughout the season is how touches are limited. And that's going to start in this conversation here today. Um, so 
kind of when we talk more about this question, most to gain, most to lose, it's not so much job status with this team right now because, you know, in past years that would be the question. I, I think a lot of what we're talking more about here is touches. And and that's where the competition this year with a good football team within the roster in Bourbonnet, that's really what they're competing for is playing time. Yeah. Uh, and and opportunities in this offense. So I think that's a great answer with David Montgomery. I'm going to go with Adam Shaheen because Adam Shaheen, I still think they think he's can be pretty good. Yeah. And last year he had a great camp, and then he got hurt, and he just never really recovered, never really returned to that form he was looking like in the preseason. And we've talked about this before. It's now year three. Guy coming from a D2 school. All right, you've had your time to develop. Change your offseason up a little bit. You wrote about that this this year. It's time to produce results. Okay, so he has an opportunity, I think, a huge opportunity in camp uh, with some intriguing guys behind him. Like Dax Raymond, undrafted free agent. is a, He looked good this offseason. He, off he looked good in the offseason. And, and he's another guy he who can get up there, catch passes, and he's made some incredible catches. So, there's a little bit of competition at the position. Trey Burton's obviously still there. I think Adam Shaheen, though, if he's healthy, uh, if he's getting confident, and that's, that's the thing I think, you know, we always talked about with Kevin White. I think confidence maybe something that Adam Shaheen needs a little bit too with some success. I think he has a lot to gain in training camp too. So that's my answer. How about the player with the most to lose? You mentioned touches. I'm going to go with Taylor Gabriel. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to get cut or anything like that. I'm saying that is the deepest position on the Bears. How crazy is that, by the way? Uh, it's something that I don't know in my lifetime we've ever talked okay, about. Okay, so, so I already talked about David Montgomery could potentially change the offense, and a lot of that would become as a pass catcher. Mike Davis, too. Cordell Patterson, too. Marvin Hall, maybe. Anthony Miller is going to be better. Allen Robinson is healthy. So as good as Taylor Gabriel was last year, outstanding, career highs, the, he could lose some opportunities. I think that's how I want to clarify this. I don't yeah. think he's going to lose a roster spot, but he could lose opportunities to, to others. Javon Wims was working with the ones during the offseason program. He's a big target. We saw him make some big catches against the Vikings late last season. There's other guys coming on, guys who are bigger, maybe not faster, but guys who could develop roles on this offense, therefore maybe taking away where Taylor Gabriel loses some opportunities. I think Cordero Patterson's a guy that kind of fits that that spot of, you know, kind of a gimmicky speed type dude. You want to get the ball in his hands and let him run a little bit. Uh, I, I consider Taylor Gabriel as we were coming up with this, but I kept going back to the film last year. He was a really good player. Yeah. He 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 runs good route. He's reliable. He catches the ball, and he's pretty good with the ball in his hands. Not elite, not a pro bowler. He's a pretty darn good football player, especially at his size. So I still think the Bears like him a lot. Um, certainly, don't think his job's in any kind of jeopardy at all. But I do get where you're coming from because the these touches are just going to be so yeah. limited, yeah. and especially because Anthony Miller, you know, if he's healthy. With his potential... He's a second-round pick, man. Yeah, he, he should really be developing into something even bigger this year. And and there's just so many guys, the ball can't be spread all over. So I I, under, I certainly understand where you're coming from. Um, the guy I'm going to go with, Trey Burton. 
It's an interesting one. Well, and it's the same kind of deal. Like, I don't, certainly not trying to say his job's in any jeopardy. Shouldn't like, be. Again, I thought he did a, he was a pretty valuable addition to the offense last Career year. Highs. Um, when he was healthy, I just, I don't like how things have been trending since the playoff game. Yeah, man. So he, you know, he doesn't play, uh, you know, there's all that talk about his anxiety, whatever. A lot of that I think was unfair, especially because, look, he ends up having surgery, the sports hernia surgery, which shows you this really was an injury, as they tried to tell everyone. I don't like, though, that like there clearly was some discrepancy or confusion is not the right word, but it took a while for them to address the surgery. Like he tried to go without it and then he comes back in the off season program and then he needs it. Yeah. So I just, in general, I just don't like how this is trending over the last six months, if that makes sense. So I think for a veteran in his position, uh, we don't even know if he's going to be ready to go for the first practice. They said he could be. They hope he would be, but we don't know. You know, that's always. Um, it doesn't seem like there's always like some surprise pup player when we get to camp. Something like I'm not saying that's going to happen with yeah. Trey Burton. I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday, I guess. Um, but look, you got Adam Shaheen there. Uh, I mentioned Dax Raymond, who is kind of in that Trey Burton mold. I think uh, we haven't really seen him with pads on, so it's yeah. always hard to project these guys a little bit. And we know they like Ben Broniker. They re-signed him, Bradley Soul. But all those guys are so. None maybe, of these guys are as good as Trey Burton, yeah, by the way. I'm I, mean, not, I mean, maybe. Well, some of them are different. I mean, Ben Broniker is like a, a blend of of the U, the move tight end, in the you know the, the Shaheen role. But Bradley Soul, come on, come on. I know. I'm just saying that. Guy, I, I like. The, I'm talking about roster spots I, here. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. And I don't think it's possible to keep all these guys. I'm certainly not saying yeah. Trey Burton's in any kind of trouble whatsoever. He was of. He was really a, in a, an enormous part of Matt Nagy's offense working last year. Yes, that's why it was such a big deal that he wasn't in the playoff game. Yeah. So his health is paramount. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I think more than anything is like, it, he just he needs to be at camp and. Continue to be good. Okay, is I guess what I'm That's getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like maybe the Bears have the most to lose with Trey Burton if he. Oh, you're, he's you're, not you're, doing your all offense that. is changing. Yeah, Let's look at the Eagles game, and there was a shock. People don't talk about that enough. His his inaction, his scratch, his healthy scratch or whatever it was. It, 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 the you know, Eagles it, talked not about a it. Scratch, you know, it changed. It changed the Bears' offense. It allowed the Eagles to double Tariq Cohen. Mal- Malcolm Jenkins said it outright. Yes. That it helped them yes. with their matchups. Yes. And and I think the Bears now have a lot more guys yeah. that they could overcome that type of loss. Uh, and it would certainly help if Adam Shaheen developed into more of a threat offensively. That's where I'm coming from. Like, if, if Trey is not healthy, and I just mentioned Adam Shaheen is a player with most to gain, and some of these other tight ends get better, you know, maybe maybe Burton's importance goes there you go. down. There you that's go. It's yeah. a hard and that, that is I got a, there eventually. But that is a very important position to Matt Nagy's Absolutely. offense. Absolutely. All right, let's play a little bit of a, a game called Bubble or Not. I just made it up. Let's do it. It's a new segment. You kind of laughed at me even bringing up Bradley Soul's name. So how about this? Is Bradley Soul on the bubble? Yes. Okay. Yes. Although... Again, I feel like there's a handshake deal with him switching to, to tight end. I really do. 
Well, I think Matt Nagy generally likes him as, as a player. Because here's the deal. If you lose all that weight to be a tight end, and then you get cut right before the season starts, that's kind of hard for another team to pick you up as an offensive lineman then. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, yes. that is a yes. huge yeah. risk to take mm-hmm. as a player. Now, if the alternative, though, was, well, we're just going to get rid of you now if you don't do this, I, that's a tough decision. Do you, you know, do you, do you let the Bears cut you back in March or whatever it may have been, and then you sign on with a new team as an offensive lineman? Or if you're liking the position you're in, and again, handshake type deal. Now, the thing is, though, he still has to perform. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of roster spots here. No. So maybe that's a guy with the most to lose. Yeah. Well, Matt Nagy keeps he's like creating these versatile positions. Like Cohen's one. Patterson's another. Trojan man. Soul is part of it. To lesser extent, he's part of it. Like I don't know how to qualify these guys. You know, like when you're starting to quantify the roster spots, like where do they fit? Yeah. It's like they're their own position now. Like there's a whole no new role of positions being created for guys who could do a lot of different things. Yeah, he is on the bubble though because he's got to perform. Yeah. Yes, and if he if he can't, you know, if he comes in and he just doesn't look like a tight end, they're not just going to give him a free roster spot. Okay, Ben Broniker. No, not on the bubble. Not on the bubble. Do your deal, man. It's like five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed on yeah, that deal. That's fine. That's fine. They actually would save... You were just telling me that Trey Burton's going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to lose. <laughs> Javon Wims. How could he not be on the ball? I, I, I know it, it, your, your love affair for Javon Wims is way greater than my Hironis Crusoe obsession ever was. Ooh. Don't go there. But there's, um, there's still like... Nine wide receivers, and they can't all make the team. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I he's got to at least be on the bubble. Yes, yeah, so you got to learn how to play special teams. All right, fine. I'll say he's on the bubble just because there's yeah, oh, like a thousand wide receivers on the team. But you're but, clearly leaning towards him making the team. Right yes, now. yes. I think they like something in him. That's, they kept him on the roster the entire year. They wouldn't even play the waiver practice squad game with him. They like him so much. That's true. Emmanuel Hall. Oh, I think he's gonna get cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> So signed on the practice squad or no? Yes, yes, yes. Clear? Do you think he clears waivers? I guess nobody drafted him, so it's possible. Exactly. Yeah. Let's not. I think fans are always guilty of. It's a lot easier for these players to clear waivers than some fans may think. That makes sense. Well, yeah, because what you always forget is that you, if you claim them, you have to put them on your fifty-three. Yes. yes. And most other teams are in a situation too where. There's not necessarily room. Certainly not the good teams. Right. Like right now, if the Bears, could you see the Bears, unlike recent years where they've claimed guys and thrown them on the 53, that's going to be a lot harder this your, year. Your Harold Jones Quarties of the World. HJQ. Yeah, HJQ. Yes, I do remember him. I think we got to um, come out hard and stay hard. One of our best contributors to the podcast. Yes, yes, Dad, it was him. All right, surprise cut. Give me a surprise cut. On the offensive side well, of the football. Two guys I had in mind, actually, were, were Wims and Sewell. I, I just think Sewell because there seems to be something in the works here. See, I don't view any of those guys as surprises. So, so who would your... So now, now you're going to make like a... You want me to go first? Yes, go ahead. Ben Broniker. God. Okay, I guess. Ben Broniker because, you, for your reason, 
You just brought up it surprises you because you just said he was pretty basically a lock. Yes. The reason you think that way is because he just signed a two-year deal. But if you really go into the contract, um, he gets like over a million dollars if he's on the team all year. If you cut him, I think he only gets like five hundred. Was only right. guaranteed on there. Um, he's a I don't know. He's a four-phase special teamer. Which is important, yeah. which is why, like, right now I'm not saying I think he's going to be cut. That's not what I'm trying to say, and I'm not trying to say he deserves to be cut by any means. I think that was a great re-sign for the Bears, uh, especially when you consider they've lost other special teamers in the offseason, like Josh Bellamy. Yeah. Okay? You need guys like that on your team. He's pretty solid when he fills in. You got two guys in Trey Bird and Adam Shaheen that all of a sudden, you know, have had some injury issues. You don't they're question marks right now from that standpoint. Those are all reasons why Ben Broniker gives you a lot of value and why the Bears brought him back. However, Trey Burton's not getting cut. Adam Shaheen's not getting cut. If your guy Bradley Soul makes the team in this position that we've talked about, if Dax Raymond, more importantly, in, in this conversation balls out balls out and shows a lot of potential as a future pass-catching tight end who could develop into a starter, then that makes a guy like Ben Broniker expendable. Because you're not keeping five tight ends. You're just not. Not when you have 17 wide receivers you have to keep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're it, probably looking at six or seven wide receivers. Right. So I'm trying Depending to... Depending how you want to use Patterson. Exactly. And, and so I'm just trying to project this out to the end of August when you start, going, you start playing the numbers game and you're like, somewhere you're going to have to make a tough... Cut. Well, how about the guy that's only on a you know a pretty cheap two-year deal where you actually save money by not keeping him the whole year? That's what I look at, and uh, that's so when I played this game over the last 24 hours preparing for this podcast, that's the name I came up with. I don't have Ted Larson's contract in front of me, but he kind of popped to mind when you're cutting Ben Broniker. I think you're understanding the game called surprise cut. <laughs> well, well, a surprise cut would be like Kyle Long. Like you're talking well, about a stunning cut. Be. Yeah. But his whole deal this year is guaranteed. I know, I know. Those those are the stunners. That would be a stunner. Yes, like Robbie Gold. Yes, but even to a sense that I I know what you're saying about Broniker, and I know I called him like a lock for the team, but I don't know if I'd be surprised by that. Like cutting Adam Shaheen would be a surprise, stunning cut, right? And and I it's how we started this podcast. There's so many names I have down in permanent marker that. I, it, it was hard to come up with this one. Yeah. So I just went back to the normal factors I usually talk about. Where you, you you pick a position that has a lot of bodies, uh, one where it bleeds into special teams a little bit, and somewhere you got to make a tough decision. You look at the contracts, and that's where I came up with Ben Broniker. Okay. Sometimes it's just how the NFL works. Yeah. yeah. Here's another thing I want to bring up, though. That's a guy that I think you might be able to trade. If you're if you're getting down to it, where you might, and I'm not saying like, I, I I could see some guys getting traded. Late in camp, what do you get back for Ben Broniker these days? What, what's his? I don't going, know, right? like a sixth, seventh round pick. They trade, didn't they trade Ryan Groy once? You know what I mean? Like for like, I don't know, nothing. No, they something, got the uh, special like teamer that I can't remember his name. Remember that guy, Blake Costanzo? No, 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 no. Uh, was name? I can't remember his name. They got some special teamer back, and I don't even know if he made the team. Yeah, but that's the type of movement when you have a deep roster, you might be able to pull off. Okay, in August, so it's just something to keep in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't seem very uh, like you're on board, but uh, that's fine. Uh, probably not. Yeah, fine. 
All right. Anything else you want to say? No, no, no. The Bears are good. Alligator Bob is not. Oh, God, I said it. I feel bad for the guy. I, I actually feel bad for the guy. Is he, okay, see, that's another comparison to Cody Parkey, because, like, you kind of felt bad for Parkey. Yeah. So if Alligator Bob ends up on the t- t- Today Show. <laughs> well, I felt bad for him until he did the Today Show. Yeah. That was basically my train of thought there. Yeah. Because y- you had to feel for him after that game. Yes, yes. Like, come on, how does that happen again? Right, but you and he didn't just hit it once, he hit it twice. You don't throw yourself a pity party. Yeah. I, I don't feel bad for Alligator Bob, man. You have one job. You, you catch the alligator. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still laughing. At, I think it was like Barstool Sports went out there and, and shot a video of him just circling the lagoon <laughs> rowing his boat. He's just hanging out over the weekend. Yeah. On a boat. Yeah. That's what I did. Collecting a city paycheck. <sighs> How did the alligator get there? Oh, that's easy. Someone obviously had it as a little pet, got too big, and threw it in the lagoon. What is wrong with people? Yeah. People like their exotic pets. Is that illegal to have an alligator? Yes, I as a pet, so. I believe so. So that's why you just throw it out instead of like giving it to a zoo or something. Mm-hmm. It's got to be someone you can call in that situation, like under the table. Like there's an alligator, exotic animal. Call box. alligator Bob. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, would have taken yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They could practice catching them like in those his house, little, like those little local zoos. Something would take. Yes. Them. Okay. Chomp job. All right. All righty. Here's our offensive preview. Training camp. Yep. We'll be back with a defensive preview later on in the week. It's good to be back talking football. It is. I'm excited for football. I was watching some uh, highlights yesterday. Of who? Um, It was on Facebook. I think it was like the NFL compiled all of um, Cleo Mack's fumble. Oh, the... Um, Force fumble. Yes, yes. The, uh, the butt sack. Was on social media a lot. Yes, two days ago. Oh, and we—I don't really care that much about Madden rankings, but they should—they should blow that game up for giving Akeem Hicks an eighty-seven. Yeah. Oh, let's talk well, about that—the defensive one. We could do that. Okay. Yeah, because that was ridiculous. Yes. Hey, he's a defensive player, so that makes sense. Yes. Let's do that. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us at wgnradio.com/slash/bears. The Athletic, or on the Athletic app. Subscribe to the Athletic if you haven't. There's something wrong with you, frankly, because you should. Mike Sando, baby. Yeah, you got Mike Sando. All right. Congratulations. You hire everybody in the world. Welcome, Adam. Talk to you later in the week when we talk defense. Bourbon A, it's coming soon. Josh, who's the best um, meat smoker of your offensive line? (laughs) Um, What do you mean by meat smoker?